Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The election is one thing that's on everybody's mind. It's certainly the water cooler moment this morning in every office and every business around the country. Who did you vote for? And what the hell happened over the weekend? Well, it seems that Sinn Féin, of course, it was a landslide. Let's be clear. People said they wanted a change, and that's exactly what they're hopefully going to be given. And to give me more information on it at the moment is uh, Sean Defoe is a political correspondent. Good afternoon to you, Sean. Afternoon. Uh, 84 seats filled. It looks like Sinn Féin, 31 of those seats. Fine Gael, 14. Fianna Fáil, 17. It was quite shocking, Sean, all day yesterday to watch the, the names we recognised, the people were very familiar with, the TDs, many of them, by the way, disappearing altogether into the sunset, but many of those struggling and fighting for their seat, like Owen Murphy just at the moment didn't even reach the quota. So, I mean, it just it goes to show you how the people can change things. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, in the last minute, we've just had the final count there from Dunbay South Owen Murphy's constituency. He's uh, kept his seat as a Jim O'Callaghan of Peter Fall, and then Chris Andrews for Sinn Féin has the uh, ignominious honour of being elected for to the door for both Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil in the past life. But I mean, TD Kate O'Connell losing her seats. So that brings us up to 87. That was uh, surprising, by the way, to, to see Kate, because she's been in the news quite a lot over the last few years as well, you know, for different things and bringing in different legislation. I, you know, we would assume she would have been reasonably popular, but she seems to have... Some suffered uh, because of the rest of Finnegale. Yeah, we, it was kind of an assumption going into the election there was only one Fidegale seat there. A lot of people thought Kate O'Connell would take it, given the difficulty Owen Murphy has had in the housing brief, but he's managed to, to keep the Fidegale base there on his side and just keep ahead of her all the way. So it's actually Kate O'Connell who's lost out, despite, as you say, being a very effective TD in in the abortion referendum very heavily, also in the Dáil Public Accounts Committee, a really forensic questioner. Doubted the last time we've seen uh, her in Irish politics, but it's mm-hmm. actually a trend we're seeing in the last couple of days that a huge amount of high-profile female... Well, Regina Doherty, we've got Shane Ross, we've got Ruth Coppinger, we've got um, Catherine Sapone. Um, There's many others are all disappearing, many of those names... These- Lisa Chambers, Joan Burton, uh, Ruth mm. Coppinger, as you say, uh, loads of them who have uh, big names who have lost out their seats and potentially more to come today. Okay, so I mean, what's going to happen? Now we've 83 seats or 84 seats filled now. I, mean, I just heard my heard mention this for the first time. There's no sitting TD in Waterford, of course, for Fine Gael. Uh, Poddy Coffey is now calling on Leo Varadka to step down as leader of Fine Gael. I mean, is that a possibility? Do you think Leo's going to hang in there? I think he's going to try to hang in there. Potty Coffee is the first out of the stable, but of course he could do it. He's already retired from public life. He doesn't have to be seeking election in the future where a lot of them might have to. The rules that Fine Gael have is that after an election, if you don't go into government or if they aren't involved in talks for a government, there has to be a confidence motion in the party leader. So if it is that after all the dust is settled, whatever happens, say Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil cobble together a government or at some other configuration without Fine Gael, then there does have to be a vote of confidence. But you've had high-profile figures like Simon Coveney, Pascal Donoghue out this morning saying that they are backing Leo Varadkar, that this election wasn't uh, his fault as much as it was kind of an accumulation of nine years of angst against Fine Gael and the handling of some other briefs. So, and, and I'm sure, like moment, everybody else, you watched it yesterday, and when we seen, uh, you know, Simon Coveney and Leo Varadkar and everybody else and Michal Martin and all these individuals who normally would be just re-elected and we wouldn't think twice about it, all literally fighting for their positions and a very uncomfortable-looking face on most of them standing in the counting centres, wondering whether they're actually going to get in again. I mean, what do you think, Sean, actually happened here? Apart from, I suppose people wanted change. For some people, Sinn Féin was that change. 
do you think Sinn Féin were just really good at branding over the last three or four weeks and kind of grabbed the uh, the enthusiasm of the younger voter, maybe? I think Sinn Féin learned a huge amount of lessons from the local elections last year where they lost a load of seats, they ran quite a negative campaign, it didn't resonate with people and they got absolutely hammered for it. And this time around... What you saw is you saw Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil going to great lengths to hack lumps off each other and hack lumps off of Sinn Féin. And people going, well, actually, that's not really what I want. I want to know what you're going to do about housing. I can't buy a house. What are you going to do for me? I want to know about uh, the health system. My mother's, uh, you know, whatever their personal yeah, story. But Sinn Féin's plans were very ambitious. I mean, even during the debates, we saw the suggestion of 100,000 new houses built in five years. So the plans were quite ambitious. I mean, did, was there a bad election strategy by Mary Lou there? Because realistically, no matter, even if they had got every seat, and it's predicted they'll get 37 or so, uh, they'll still never be able to go to form a government. Should she have put in a few running mates? Well, oh, definitely should have put have, in, yeah. de- like definitely should have put in money Brian made in her own constituency, Dublin South Central, Dublin South West, Waterford, yeah, Carlick and Kenny possibly even. There's areas around the country where had they had uh, a second running mate, they absolutely would have brought in more seats. And that mm-hmm. goes to show you the extent of how much of a surprise this was. It even caught people in Sinn Féin by surprise. I was talking to some people yesterday who were in, within Sinn Féin who said, had you told them three weeks ago that they'd come back with 19 or 20 seats, which would have been a loss they'd have been pretty happy. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the transfers. I mean, we're really in uncharted territory here when we look at the amount of transfers uh, because, uh, for example, in Mary Lou's situation, twice the quota, realistically. I mean, I know the transfers tend to confuse everybody and they go, well, hold on a second, how are people we didn't vote for actually getting in based on transfers? But I mean, what what do you think? I mean, what's your prediction what's going to happen? It looks like Fianna Fáil, um, Sinn Féin, uh, provided they can get enough people in with them, uh, Fianna Gael out of the loop maybe altogether. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, and just a brief point on the transfers you were talking about is actually they are going quite often to solidarity people for profit from Sinn Féin. So they are sticking left and they're after getting Breed Smith and Paul Murphy elected could actually have a, a shock in Dublin Northwest where Conor Reddy uh, is right behind Paul McAuliffe for a season. Paul McAuliffe looking like he might need Fine Gael's Noel Rocks to get him elected. But in terms of the numbers, I mean, it's probably the most fractured doll we're ever going to see. Incredibly hard to see how you can get a stable government out of it. But it's going to take months, is it? Well, it depends. I mean, it's one of the things that you think could take months, but it actually could be done quite quickly if they got down to it. Because if two of the three big parties actually got together and decided to do something, then you uh, we could see results relatively quickly in a matter of weeks. But I think there's only real two options on the table. One is Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil finally doing the grand coalition and going in together. I think that's unlikely. I think they both parties have huge problems with that. And the other is Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin. And you've already heard Michal Martin in the last 24 hours softening his position towards well, he Sinn he did Féin. soften. I mean, which is, Fianna Gael obviously haven't softened their position. Leo is quite adamant that he would not be going into government, not that he might be given the opportunity anyway to go into government with Sinn Féin. But I mean, would it be in Sinn Féin's interest to maybe take a risk and take a gamble and push for another election? Uh, possibly, but the electorate can often be quite fickle when you do that. If, if it's seen as a very obvious boy that Sinn Féin just want to get you know, 10 more seats by running more candidates, and they've made everyone go through all the, the hassle and pain of another election and all the cost of another election as well to actually do that, I'm not entirely sure they'd be rewarded. So they have been given something that they've never had before, and that's a mandate to actually go into government. And what's going to be fascinating to see how they actually use that. Does Mary Lou MacDonald approach it really constructively and try to form that government, you think Fianna Fáil are the obvious partners, but there's huge difficulties and huge differences between the two parties and what they want from the country. But it could be, I mean, it could be the most interesting experimental government I would in imagine so. And, and I suppose the big question there is who's going to be the Taoiseach? Now, of course, they could share the job essentially two years each or two or three years each. I mean, realistically, Michal Martin was most likely going to be the Taoiseach, although Larry, Mary Lou got more votes than so she'd want to be the Taoiseach. 
Yeah, it depends how far. It kind of goes back to the old Donald Trump uh, Hillary Clinton argument, doesn't it? Whereby Hillary Clinton got more won the popular vote, and yet Donald Trump is the president because he won the electoral college. Are we suggesting Michael could... Martin is like Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure he's entirely he's, uh, less hair, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, right. out here. Well, look, we're going to watch as the day goes on. Of course, there was twenty six constituencies still to be filled. Uh, there was a uh, remaining eighty two seats, but now there's a lot less than that. Eighty four seats have now been filled, and um, we'll keep up to date with it. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Sean Defoe. Appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, there you go, Sean Defoe, political correspondent. Let me go to Carl Dieter as well. Carl, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carl? I'm doing okay now. How are you? Carl, we had a little WhatsApp conversation over the weekend, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, just just mourning the loss of <laughs> of life as we know it now. Well, I mean, it's a change. Well, here's the thing, Carl, right? Obviously, people have lost fate, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael. We accept that, okay? Sinn Féin was the only option, really, for change, unless you wanted to go for the Green Party and a few independents. Yeah, well, look, I, I think what happens is is that people in the past always wanted to teach a lesson to the people in power that we'll go elsewhere because you don't listen to us. I don't think there's ever been an electorate that has ever said, yes, the politics is great and, you know, we think they did a good job and they listened to us. And that's why you get this back and forth. Now, sometimes they punish the politicians by not voting for them as much as they would have. And then these parties have to form coalitions say, with Fianna Fáil with the likes of the PDs or Labour or the Green Party and, and vice versa with Fianna Gael. Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael being the big parties. But this time, because they were in a, a confidence and supply, if you wanted to teach the rulers of the day a lesson, you're dead right. You had to go somewhere else. Because you had to and get both of them at the same time, yeah, because they yeah. Were, we basically saw them as two cheeks at the same bottom, essentially. Yeah, and I think that, that Fianna Gael, to a certain extent, had a message that was, look, we're going to try and get people back to where we were in the good times but if you didn't have money in the past, well, then you're going to be forgotten in this new process. And I do think that that's a message that Sinn Féin resonates quite strongly with, is a return to uh, people who aren't doing that well and saying, look, you, you really matter to us. We want to improve your lot. Now, I doubt that any political parties out there saying, no, we want to make people more miserable, but they just don't message it as well. And, and the, the message of recovery can be lost if people refuse to believe it. But, but, yeah, but you're looking at a party well. who takes their influence from Venezuela and Cuba. So, I mean, realistically, will a socialist party, and they are a socialist party, and they're going to have a fair, obviously, percentage of government now and a fair influence on government. I mean, is that going to be damaging to the Irish economy from the point of view of, say, foreign investment, a uh, point of view of multinational companies uh, who are yeah. enjoying a reasonably decent corporation tax? I mean, where is that going to leave us? Well, we, we always suffer from this delusion of thinking that we matter in the world. It's a, it's a specifically Irish uh, delusion, I guess, is the best word. Now, this is a small country on the edge of Europe, and we do a couple of things really well. Uh, we do things like attract foreign direct investment. We have a fairly decent education system, which turns out, you know, ready and able workers. But, for instance, last night, uh, Bloomberg wrote an article saying it could be time to, to dump your government debt now for Ireland. And so within a hint of certain powers gaining any influence, that's the way parts of the business community are reacting. Now, they, it's not as yeah, well, 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 essentially, saying, well, what, what you're hill. saying, Carl, is we're essentially like a business and other parties around the world and other countries around the world are looking at our share prices dropping. Well, they're, they're looking you, at you, I'm using an analogy, saying, by the way. Is, is, is the, is the uh, share price there a justified valuation? And I think that they're saying, look, you know, Let's just break this down in economic terms. All of the parties are ambitious to an extent that it's, none of their promises are real. They might say that it's costed, 
But because you write something down and someone puts something into a spreadsheet, it doesn't make it real. This is a very important point. It doesn't make it real. And we're at a point in the economic cycle with record low unemployment, record high tax takes on both corporation tax and income tax. Everything is going great. And at a moment in time like this, we should be paying down our debt and ideally but it's trying not going to great, control Carl. spending. Carl, Carl, it's and a, instead, it's a, they're going to yeah. cut taxes and increase spending. Yeah, but, but Carl, when, when you, so no, bad, hang on, when you use the word everything is going great, right? It's going great, generally speaking, and it's a lot better than it was. And and yes, you may have Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael to thank for that, okay, over the last 10 years. And, of course, the Troika as well. But in saying that, we have a problem in our health service, which is an ongoing problem for the last 20 years. We have a problem with housing, which has gathered, oh, certainly gathered... To- gathered. totally agree. And I think so, that I mean, that's Owen what they're being punished for. Yeah, Owen O'Brien was, was excellent on housing, remains excellent on housing. And when you look at that side of Sinn Féin, you cannot help but be impressed. What I'm but but mind you, their plan for 100,000 houses in te- five years is extremely ambitious and unaffordable. And what well, it reminds it's, me it's of 50, is... 50,000 houses because they're actually using the 50,000 other houses that were already planned by... Okay, okay. But, but, but it's still ambitious, whatever way you look at it. It yeah. still works out at 150 grand a house or something like that I was reading during the week, which is kind of completely unrealistic. But the, but the point I'm trying to make is, if you saw a failing business and you said, right, I'm going to buy that business and I'm going to turn it around... So you go out there and you purchase the business and you get it for a reasonable price. And this is the analogy mm-hmm. I'm using. And you walk into the, the office on day one and you sit down with the accountant and you go, right, we need to spend more money on marketing. We need to spend more money on ordering the right goods. We need to get some clever people in here. And I want to pay more money to the staff so they'll be more productive. And all of a sudden you look at the books. The accountant goes, well, we've been telling them this for the last seven years. We don't have the money to do that. Mm-hmm. This is what this reminds me of. So all of a sudden we have a new party going in with you know guns blazing, thinking they can do wonders. They walk into the doll on the first day and they, go, and they look at the books and they go, oh, there's not a lot more reading we can do about this. Well, that's, they'll do exactly what everyone else does. They'll roll back on their election promises because that is the only way that they can keep the show on the road. But what I'm trying to, to make the point at and the, and the, and the one that, that remains the most prescient issue is that all of the parties came out and promised to lower your tax bill, increase spending at a time when those are some of the last things we should be doing. In particular, looking at lowering USC, which is one of the most effective taxes that brings the rich who would who have well-paid people to help them avoid tax, it brings them into the tax loop, and it keeps the lower earners who, in this country, we have an obsession with ensuring they don't pay their way in taxation. It takes all of them into the tax net. It's a very good tax because everyone has to pay it. And we have people who say that they want to you know, abolish it up to a certain extent and lower it. Well, they want to abol- well, when Sinn Féin want to abolish immediately, they're going to abolish property tax. That's fi- over five hundred million a year. Yeah, and and that's going to gut the local authorities. Well, it's got to come from somewhere, hasn't it? It has to yeah. be paid. I th- I think what Sinn Fein should do is show some. You know, they say that they're an All Ireland party. They should take an All Ireland success story approach, but they don't. They're completely hypocritical. You know, they raise the retirement age in the north. They're against it in the south. They support rates, which are property taxes in the north, of twelve hundred sterling on average, and they want to get rid of you know two hundred fifty euro a house in, in the south. I think that what Sinn Féin ideally ought to do is actually say, no, we're going to move to a, a North of Ireland-style rating system where you really do pay something significant, but you get a lot of services in return. You get your bins. We're going to make sure that it's run well. Now, those are all local authority things, but on the taxation side, they do control that. And if they got property taxes, what I'm telling you now is we are still going to have to pay because it won't be run for free, and they do have to be run but it's going to cause irreparable damage across local authorities because that is a very important way of funding them 
Okay, so, so Carl, give, give me your prediction just very quickly because I know you're pushed for time as well. But give, give me your prediction over the next two weeks. What I mean, I'm looking here, for example, 90 seats have now been filled. Uh, Fianna Gael have just grabbed a few there a few minutes ago. Fianna Gael, John, uh, Paul Phelan and uh, Fianna Falls, Jennifer Moran, uh, O'Connor, both elected in Carlo Kilkenny, right? So they've 17 seats, Fianna Gael, uh, 19 for Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin 32 so far. And let's just ignore the rest for the moment. Yeah, well, what I would say is people are saying that, oh, you know, everyone has spoken, we need a new government. I don't know that that's necessarily true. The status quo is a very powerful argument. And let's not forget, it doesn't matter how Fianna Fáil, Fianna Fáil, or sorry, Sinn Féin surge. Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are still the most popular parties. And they worked together successfully for the mm, last but, number yeah, but, of years. Yeah, but you're saying they're still the most popular parties only because they ran more candidates in the election. If Sinn Féin, I mean, here's a guess, if Sinn Féin had to run 80 candidates in this election or 60 candidates, they probably would have got more seats. Well, you know, this just gets back now to the idea that if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that that has anything to do with it. We can only work. But you're, you're using, well, yeah, but, yeah, but when you said that the most popular party, they may have been the most popular parties. It doesn't look like they are now. Well, look, in terms of filling seats, I think that that it's a natural conclusion is for Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael to look at each other and say, you know what? Despite our differences, it's better the devil that you know, and they don't then have to court. Uh, a, a rising popular party which would naturally want to usurp their position and do so at a time when they're, they're, uh, they know that they're going to fall to the wayside with this other, this but, other but, stakeholder. But, yeah, but this was kind of inevitable, Carl, because for many years, Sinn Féin, of course, were connected to the IRA. And I suppose for oh, those, for those who would have been post-Troubles... DNA. Yeah, OK, but for the young voter who are post-Troubles, I mean, they're not making that connection. The average millennial, for example, no. or 25-year-old, is not making that connection between Sinn Féin and the IRA. No, unless, no, of course, they, unless they were listening to Desi Ellis' supporters yesterday singing Come Out You Black and Tans. <laughs> I was actually at a housing thing a while ago and Owner Bryn was at it, and uh, he was talking about the developer, Tom McFeely, and I was thinking, you know, it's interesting, he's one of, you know, he was a hunger striker, and, and you know, as far as I could recall, he was, uh, was always strong uh, politically uh, supporting them. So, you know, what happens is Sinn Féin eventually has to leave that behind. The time of the revolution is gone, and I think they want to, and there's a lot of people. No, who I don't. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with you. When you, you know, when you have like last year, when you had Mary Lou Macdonald at the end of a speech out in Chucky Arlor, I don't believe for a minute they want to leave that behind. I believe that's always going to be there. Well, if, if it is, then they won't be able to succeed because I think that a lot of people who agree with the Sinn Fein social agenda don't agree with that element of a political agenda. And for that reason, if they want to move on, certainly in southern politics, they can't hold on to. Uh, you, you know, the, uh, a militant element of, of that party. Okay, well, listen, uh, Carl, I wish to love you and leave you, but I'm sure we'll talk to you over the next week or so. Well, the right. Decisions will have to be made in relation to a government. Robbie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Robbie? Not bad, and yourself? Uh, who did you vote for, Robbie? Can I ask you? Yeah, Sinn Féin, yeah. Okay, so Sinn Féin all the way? Did you, did you go the down way. the sheet, or did you just give one or two? Um, I went down, what did I do? I think it was about 12 in my area. I went down about five. Okay. I, I had two Sinn Féin in my area. I was one of the areas with two. Okay, and did you give Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, anything at all? No, I never did in my life, like, to be honest. Okay, though, okay so, all right, so you're a Sinn Féin voter, an independent voter. Okay, all right. So, I mean, are you happy with the result? Obviously. I'm absolutely delighted with the result, yeah. But let's see where it goes now, you know. There's a, there's a lot. Like, the hard work starts now, you know. 
See, it's all oh. well and good. And I know we've, we're losing loads of traditional names that people are familiar yeah. with. Some of them, by the way, we're all glad to see the back of them and hope they close the door after them, right? Uh, yeah. But there's others there, maybe, maybe not, okay? And you've got a whole load of new people been elected, which is, okay, people are going to say that's a good thing for the country, all right? Mm. But they're going into a job, you know, into the doll on the first day, you know, fresh, don't have a great understanding of what's going on and how to get around it. And it'll take them a bit of time. Can we afford to mess with the country like that? I mean, uh, Eamon de Valera had to find his way around the doll when he got there for the first time, you know. That's that's something. Like, there's going to be a lot of experienced people in and around all these new people as well. That's something you have to remember as well. And, I mean, people weren't elected on um, uh, policy platforms. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look at Mary Lou and the likes of those and Pierce Darty and even the new people in, say, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael who are getting elected as well. Like, they've, they've got experienced people around them who will guide them through it. You know, like, their politics are still the politics if you don't know where the canteen is, you know? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, people got voted in yesterday, and I've noticed this, who probably didn't deserve to be in there, but they got in, of course, because we have this very unprecedented situation where there were so many transfers from Sinn Féin, uh, Sinn Féin candidates because there were no other Sinn Féin candidates in the area. So you had other like people from people before profit who would have probably not been elected uh, only because of these transfers. Well, I mean, look, that's the way it is. I mean, look, you put yourself forward for election, you get elected, you deserve to get elected because... Well, I don't you necessarily know, always agree with that. It depends on how the transfers work. There's some people yeah, that well, didn't I mean, deserve okay, to be elected, but however... The, trans- the transfer works for everybody, you know what I mean? There's the certain Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael people are getting elected because the transfers Absolutely, do. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, so, look, um, the whole thing with Sinn Féin, like, I mean, the, the, the huge surplus, nobody's seen that. Nobody's seen that. You know, not even Sinn Féin seen no, that. No, I didn't. Well, I and, certainly didn't and, see it. Well, I, I didn't see this surplus. I, I mean, I watched the polls like everybody else and I, and I yeah. found the polls to be quite unbelievable and I, you yeah. know, because they'd gone up so quickly, so fast in, in the space of two weeks, yeah. right? Now, there was a few factors there in that. They got a lot of publicity over the fact that Mary Lou wasn't allowed initially onto the debate. That was good publicity for them. You had the poor guy that was shoveled up by the JCB. That didn't do Fianna Gael any good because the publicity surrounding that. You had the RIC commemorations. That was a big uh, nail on the cross for, for Fianna Gael. So there was a lot of stuff leading up to the election which did Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil a lot of damage because people see them together. And Sinn Féin, obviously, it got their branding out there, for the, particularly for the younger voter as well. Yeah, and I mean... But, but I'm worried. I am, But I am worried, Robbie, because it's unfamiliar territory for Sinn Féin. I mean, yeah. look, they haven't got a great success rate in Northern Ireland. Look, I'm not worried. And the whole thing as well, Carl Dieter pointed it out there as well, the likes of um, Pierce Doherty and Ono Brin resonated with the electorate because, as he said, they're very, very good. They are you good know? at the job. Yeah, there's no you doubt know, about it. And like, so there's a positive thing to take out of it. Yes, they, they may be new. Um, the formation of the government is going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't, I'm not worried, you know, because when you're talking there about the money and the economy and all that, I think the money will probably just be directed into different areas. Yeah, but as Carl yeah, Riley points out, why, why would you get rid of... I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure everybody would love to see the end of USC and property tax, but why would you get rid of it when we need the money? Because we need to continue as we, go, as we move on. We're, we're reasonably successful at the moment. We've a few things to fix, we know that. But why would you mess around with the economics of it? Well, I mean, I think the problem with the economics of it was that Fine Gael was telling everybody, you know, everything is great, and people were going... You know, it's not. I can't afford a house. The health care's in bits. I mean, I'm on a zero-hours contract in work. I'm not guaranteed my job. You know, so it depends on where you were. 
to say that the economy was in a great place. Yeah, you know, but, yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's easy for any other politician. Not. But it's easy for Sinn Féin to come along and do a bit of populist politics and say, yeah, look, we'll build loads of houses. We'll fix the healthcare service and get it like the NHS. Uh, you know, we'll cut USC. We'll cut property tax and put a load of money back in your pocket. Anybody can go out and say that, but it's achieving it is going to be the problem without doing more damage. Yeah, you don't know that. I mean, look, at a, pop, a, a politic being populist, there's a shocker. You know, like, it's... It's time for change, as the people said. And I'm I look like we're going to get too. that change. We're certainly going to get that change. In what format now is going to be the interesting thing. Michal Martin has already rolled back in saying that he's opened his door to talk to everybody. Now, I, I do not want to see Fianna Fáil, or Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael together. If they do that, it's suicide because Sinn Féin will gobble that up and will kill Fianna Fáil. Um, I don't want to see Sinn Féin go in with Fianna Gael. I really do not want to see that. And the, the formation of a left government is just not there. You know, Paul Murphy and all can say, don't talk to Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. But, like, I think if you add it all up, the possibility of a left-leaning government, I don't think they'd even make 55 seats. So you're not anywhere close to getting near the government. So I think the only option... As well, I think Mary Lou is quite ambitious. She might want to be Taoiseach. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this way around, like, as I said... They, those, could, those they could gamble on a second election. I mean, they could. No. I can't see Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael won't want that again nope. because Sinn Féin will run more ca- uh, candidates and will get... Um, They'll get a majority, most likely. Uh, I don't know about a majority, but they'll get a lot more seats. But the thing is as well, as Carol rightly said, that you don't want to be the, see the, you don't want to be the party to say, we don't want to do this, we don't want to do that, and drag all the people back out of the polls. I, I honestly think that if I was a betting man and I was going to put my money on anything, it's going to be a Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil government. It is a bit of a Mary Lou monsoon, all right. And by the way, Mary Lou has said we want to talk to anyone who's interested in delivering a programme for government. Uh, that is about getting to grips with the housing crisis and solving it. Getting to grips with the crisis in health and giving families and workers a break and giving a new lease of life to government. Uh, let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Let me go to James. James, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, James? <laughs> Good afternoon to you, Niall. Uh, James, you're devastated. Uh, as you know, the Chinese, they have a wish, may you live in interesting times. We do live in interesting we times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I know what I'm very grateful this morning. I, I'm very grateful that Mary Lou didn't run as many candidates as she, as, as, as she could have now. Mm. Then we'd be in real trouble. What, what part of Cork are you in? Are you in North, North Central, North West? North Central. I, 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 I won't explain too much how well, I voted. Well, Thomas Gould did quite well there, didn't he? The people, so I won't bore your listeners. I voted really, for, particularly for a pro-life candidate, Niall. He was an independent Fianna Fáil. Okay. And I also voted like strategically t- so that Michal Martin <laughs> would be Taoiseach. Right. Okay. Well, Thomas Gould from Sinn Féin, of course, oh, yes. is, was in there well in there. Knocked everyone out of the park now. He did, absolutely, yeah. Yes, but uh, see, the, what is, people are forgetting is this, as one small thing, uh, something I saw this morning now, which I never saw before after an election in my life now, and I looked at a lot of elections now, a fairly significant fall in the stock market in Dublin this morning. Well, I don't know whether that was coincidental, although Carl, oh, no, 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 Carl did mention that's that. That's yeah. sentiment. That's, that's people with money worried now. Well, I, th- I think you would probably find in most elections or situations where, like a yeah. Brexit or whatever, you will always find the stock market will drop a bit when there's a level of uncertainty. And there is a level of uncertainty. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would, that would be natural economics for the stock well, market. Well, I haven't seen that before in Ireland. In well, maybe, maybe you haven't uh, seen it, but I'm sure it happens. Because it's usually, I suppose, not as, not as, uh, as extreme as this. Okay, but what's, what's the worst? I mean, what's the worst that can happen, James? Well, see, what Apart people are forgetting one thing is now, this idea that the Sinn Féin can go in and they can build these many houses and they can do this, 
they're not they're forgetting that those days are gone now now that you can do what you like you will have to get approval from the european union for your budget you have to keep within fiscal rules now everything has changed after the crash now so there's no such thing as ah, we'll spend what we like like charlie mccreevy used to do you must spend now within your means now or the european union will be down on you like a ton of bricks I mean, there is no doubt there's going to be restrictions on what Sinn Féin can do, but Sinn Féin obviously believe, and Ono Brin believes, uh, because I'm, ass- I'm assuming that if, of course, that if there's a government form that Ono Brin may be the next housing minister, uh, because he is good at the job and knows a lot about it, but I'm assuming there will be limits on what he can and can't do, but, and their plans do seem ambitious. I mean, Robbie, I mean, that's a good point. There is going to be limits on what they can do, and making false promises maybe might you know, piss off the general public a little bit. Um, who said the false promises? They haven't even got into government well, every, yet. Every politician makes false you know, promises anyway. Yeah, I'll make promises, yeah. But look, uh, the stock market went through the floor, by the way, in 2011, just to let you know when the uh, crash came in. But, I mean, look, <clears throat> promises in election time is what they are. They're promises in election time. And every single party in the history of politics across the globe has made promises. There's a thing for going into coalition government, which is a new thing here in this country, and it's called compromise. And that's going to have to happen. Um, if if Michal Martin thinks he's going to have everything his own way, or Mary Lou thinks she's going to have it her own way, if they go into government together, then they're just... And they know well that they're going to have to compromise with each other when they do go into government. Because, there's, say, there's certain things in both manifestos that each party won't agree with. So instead of getting 100,000 houses over the next five years, you'll probably get 75, you know? Okay, that, and what about that, abolishing property it. tax in USC? Michal Martin is not going to agree to that, is he? I, I don't know. Like that's that's something we'll find out as the, the days and weeks unfold. You know, um, the, no. as I said, these will be the things that they mm-hmm. they'll have to sit down and iron out. I'm not privy to what the, the negotiations are going to be, and none of us are. But we'll just have to wait and see what comes from it. Yeah, but, well, 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 hang on a second. I just want to mention as well that the outgoing junior minister for business, Pat Breen Finnegale, has been eliminated. Also, Fianna Falls Catherine uh, Arda has also been eliminated, and I mentioned as well that Pauline Tully has just been elected in Cavanaugh Monaghan. No. Uh, yes, Jeez. sorry, sorry, Catherine James. Arda. Did you notice now? You know what they say? The things who change the more they say the same. Did you see the man that topped the poll yet again in Tipperary? I did, Michael Larry. Yes, yeah, Larry. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's like a god up there now. God love him. Yeah, He's they, like a god they love up him. There. You wouldn't want to say a word about him in no, Tipperary. No, he, he could do anything he wants, really, can't he? You know, it doesn't really matter. The Healy Rays the same. Yeah. But uh, just going back to that Catherine Arda one getting eliminated. Who you don't know who's still there? And is that Catherine Bourne and John Collins for the last? Okay, I don't. I don't know. I'm only getting the the, the, the tops and tails of the news coming yeah, in here. Uh, just on the wire. There. She she was red hot to get a get a see here. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, that, but that, that's what I'm saying. There. Everything in this this election has just been surprising. It just really has. Noel Grealish got in now. Yep. I mean, our, 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 our friend of the show here, who has been with us on a regular basis, well, I thought was Noel Rock uh, Finnegan. I thought he was really popular in his area, and, and I think no, he is. He, he only just about got in the last time, you see. But, it, it, but he, it looks unlikely. He's now he could still get in, but he seems to have ruled himself out already. He has, yeah. No, he lost a proportion of his um, electoral area. Mm-hmm. And that would have been kind of his end of the area, if you get me. Yep. So it was going to be one. And then Desi Ellis came in with a gazillion votes. Yeah. And then uh, you had Roshi and Shortel there anywhere. But it looks like your man McAuliffe is Fianna Fáil, the ex-Lord Mayor. He's in trouble. It looks like the people before profit might get in ahead with Desi Ellis transfers. Yeah. I'm just looking at some of the, 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 the results coming in here. And I know Helena's given me one or two of them as well. Let me just go to Patrick as well. Uh, Patrick, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Patrick? Hi, Nan. How are you? Good, um, Patrick. You, you believe it's a wake-up call for the 
the electorate? Well, it or is, for the government, right? more so the electorate? Well, well, yeah, I think they were complacent uh, because they were attacking uh, Sinn Féin. It was all like negative campaigning, really, you know? So, mm. whereas Sinn Féin... Well, they were attacking were each other as well, weren't they? Yeah, but it was all negative, yeah. And Sinn Féin were more... They weren't really attacking Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael the way that one might expect from previous elections, you know. And I think Mary Lou was the, the big difference because had Jerry Adams been there, he wouldn't have been much good at the debating, whereas Mary Lou was very good at the debating and everything else on TV, you know. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm wondering, you know, where it's going to go from here now. Patrick, what would you, I mean, who did you vote for, by the way, Patrick? Well, my preference really was uh, a mixture of Labour, Greens, Fianna Gael, you know, so... That's what I wanted. Well, I was looking for stability, really, you know. Right, OK. And what do you think is going to happen now? Or what would you like to see happen now? Well, uh, I suppose the the most the stable would be Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Grand Coalition, from the point of view. There are similar policies, and Fianna Gael are, uh, won't go into power with Sinn Féin anyway. And Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin, it may not last a course of time, you know. So. Yeah, well, I don't think it will last the course of time. This is the oh, yeah, problem, well. isn't it? I, I mean, Robbie, you're very... I know you're a Sinn Féin fan and everything else, but, you know, it's not easy. I mean, I mean, people think running a country is something that's, fair, you know, it should be taken quite lightly. You no, know, nobody's saying that. Like, I'm, I'm more of a glass-half-full type of person, you know. I mean, like, first and foremost, nobody has agreed to go into government with each other yet. And, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see how that... Like, I, I'm, I'm, as I said, a glass half full. I said, hopefully, whatever the government corns out to be, I always hope that the government does well. Because, you know, I'm in this country and I hope that the, the country goes well. But um, let's just wait and see what happens. Like, I, I'm sticking to me, my, um, my guess of um, Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin government. Because I think it's walking out, they probably walk in, getting in around 82, 83. And you might have the, the Healy Rays and probably uh, Manny McGrath there in the background to kind of top it up, you know? Yeah, this the, the, the parish pump politics still seems to work, doesn't it? When we talked about Michael yeah, Larry a few minutes ago and the Healy Rays. Did you see the figure there on um, Saturday night? I think it was. Or last night, sorry. And they were showing that... Um, it was something to say with your your TD that you elect. Are you are you electing them on local interests or national interests? And it was something like it was fifty seven percent was on uh, local and forty three was on national. Yeah, it's what, so can, it they, what shows, can they do you know, for me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it just shows that parish pump thing is still there. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, because you have your TDs to legislate and then you have your councillors to do the local stuff, but people just don't. Well, well, that's the idea of having a ballot sheet that you, you'd, I, generally most people would pick uh, their, their local guy put give him a number one and then they will give the, you know, the, the national guy number two or whoever, it, or yeah, the national yeah, party yeah. Uh, number two. Yes, sorry, James. I, I see there's a big change now from my time now and in recent years. The days now, probably like in your time now, parties could go around and recognise the houses that would support them. Now the young people are not going to vote for their parents anymore. Now that could be a Fianna Fáil house, you know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of thing, a Fianna Gael house. The yeah, what was your house, by the way, James? Was your house a Fianna Fáil house? More or less, yes. My father would both Fianna Fáil and my mother. Yeah, I'd say, Robbie, your house was Fianna Fáil, was it? No, um, on, my, on my mother's side, they would have been a Fianna Gael side. Um, on my father's side, it would have been a uh, Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin Republican side. But my, my, my mother and father's household now would be... Um, uh, kind of Sinn Féin well there's what five kids I mean one yeah. and your father are there um, I'd say probably about five would be Sinn Féin yeah, I, 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 I don't really know my father was that my, and my mother I think were Fianna, both Fianna Fáil they, they, they also know now yeah. well, you have no Irish citizens now we have no allegiance anywhere now well true they're, they're all new to the game yeah they have no idea you know they what, don't know the history of it yeah, yeah and you know what John, I, was, I was talking to some young people in the local shop there yesterday and 
there was about five of them working in the local centre and four of them had voted and one of them didn't and the four gave out to the one who didn't vote, which was great. But the three of the four voted for Sinn Féin and they basically told me that they couldn't care less about the past. And one See, of them turned the thing, around yeah. and said to me, one of them turned around and said to me, I swear to God, right, turned around and said to me, I'm not worried about what happened 50 years ago. I'm not worried it's going to happen now and in another 20 years. But it's, Yeah, but it's not 50 years ago, Robbie. It's still happening. No, I'm just telling you, this still is what they said. This is what they said. I know, You're but they don't. And that, that, I did mention that earlier on with Tishan Defoe. I don't believe that people connect, or younger people, particularly the millennials and the youngers, will connect Sinn Féin to the past. No, they don't uh, and, care. And, and to the IRA, obviously. And yeah, they, they don't and, care. Well, well, I think it's important that people do care because there is still the remnants of it there. I know. I think it's important that we remember history. But I mean, like the the ones who bring it up most of the time is Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, you know. But, but, well, that's <laughs> because the, the stories end up in the news where you've got Sinn Fein denying their, you know, their, or should I say, not condoning, uh, you know, certain situations or in, or, that happen, you know, that where you see terrorist activity and you'll see, you know, Sinn Fein won't cond- condemn it or whatever it happens. To be. That's why, on a regular basis, that kind of stuff comes up in the news because it's still there; it still lingers through the party. I mean, look, that's long time gone. Like, I mean, like the, the whole thing is that people are looking to the future. They don't be, like, re- remember in the past and remember in the mistakes of the past on all sides, by the way. And let's, let's move forward to mm-hmm. the future because if we keep reminiscing on the past, you'll never move forward. You well, know? I'm not the one reminiscing. I'm not the one who shouts Chucky or Laura at the end of a speech. But sorry, sorry James, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'll come I, out to you black and tans while they're winning elections. They're going to keep that. Mary Lou's going to keep that Chucky or Laura because there's a certain amount of people follow them for that, Niall. Yeah, but I mean, yesterday at the elections, you know, Desi Ellis' supporters were singing Kamauchi Black and Tans. I saw that now. Yeah, I mean, mean, you know, an election count centre is not the place to be doing something like that. A pub, you know, pissed on a Saturday night with all your Republican buddies is a place to do something like that. Well, Mary Lou did say that now in fairness to her. Which? Not in them words, but she did say, yeah. It wasn't the time and the place. Yeah. In, in, in and around about way she did say that. But actually, the Camel Black and Tans is a song about yeah, a what, unionist and a Republican. But there was one of the canvassers, from what we believe, because uh, the video going around, one of the canvassers for Sinn Féin during the week had a, a van or a speak with speakers sticking out of it with Ooh Ah Up The Ra playing on it. I mean, Jesus Christ. So, I mean, to suggest that it's completely gone is nonsense. It is. Oh, no. There's no, something the to the other The songs and all. People still play Republican and Rebel songs. Look, I mean, there's nothing you can... Well, you play them in your either. house or in the pub. But not when you're campaigning or not when you're, you know, winning elections in an account centre. You know, that doesn't sound too good. Uh, Joseph, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joseph? Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, Joseph, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what way you would vote because you've been kind of very disconnected from government over the last three years that I've spoken to you in relation to different things, including abortion and uh, same-sex um, marriage and everything else that goes along with it. There's nobody to vote for. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't vote for anybody. Well, then, see, the argument is if you didn't vote, you can't give it. I can't vote. So who can I vote for? Tell me. I can't vote. Well, sh- was there no independence? What about AIM2? They'd be kind of pro-life. That's what you're into. Yeah, yeah, AIM2, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you vote for them? Well, they didn't probably uh, run somebody in your area, did they? No, they didn't. So. Right, okay, okay. So, so. But the thing is, uh, the reality is... Um, Look, <laughs> Fine Gael have no one to blame but themselves, not to have any sympathy for them whatsoever, but what's coming is much worse. Um, all they have to do is build a few houses, and they'd be back in government. If they had taken the money that they ploughed into that hole that they call the Children's Hospital, which is only a dump, and uh, put it out on some greenfield site, and took the rest of the money and put it into building houses, they'd be back in government again. I don't think it's that simplistic. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean there, there, there was a plan to build a hospital there. Obviously, it ran over. I mean, we all know what happened yeah. there, okay? Yeah, but I mean... So, but I, but I, yeah, but I mean, it was a mess. But I don't think it was. That, it's that simplistic to suddenly build houses. I mean, oh, every, no, no, nobody can wave had, a magic wand, you know what no, I mean? No, if they had put the money... They had, they had money for their little grand projects, right? But if they had put the money into... Because it was... Your, why have the young book on here, socialist? Well, it's a trend anyway worldwide. If you go to, go to college, you'll go socialist anyway. Look at all Bernie Sarner's supporters. Uh, because it's free. But, uh, I, I, you know, I'm kind of, you know, in, in reality, Fiddy Gale should have gone a little bit socialist there. They are anyway. But mm. they didn't, all they had to do was build houses. They didn't do it. Keep the rents down. They didn't do it. They allowed uh, the vulture funds to come in. That really, it, it really grated on people at the end, you see, when their the rents were going up and up and up. And uh, they saw the vulture funds coming in and Finnegan was behind all of this. That, that you know, Finnegan... And Finnegan were guilty by association. Absolutely, yes. They were, they, were, they were in the government together. They could say, oh, they weren't. They were. They voted. Well, no, of course they were, yeah. And... Uh, you know, me, but I, I believe Michal Martin right now, I think he's really looking at Sinn Féin. He's going, well, this is my last chance to be uh, a T-shirt. Well, it is his last chance to be T-shirt. Yeah. He's probably not going to be leader of the party for much longer. So I don't think so. He can't no, no. sit around on the fence forever. No, so. no, no. Well, so look, he's getting older, apart from anything else. So how, uh, what's the prospect of a, a kind of Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin government? I, 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 I think it was, uh, the one I was taught was most likely was, because I, I thought Fianna Fáil wouldn't, was, but you see, it's because Sinn Féin didn't run enough candidates. I thought it was going to be a Green Labour Fianna Fáil government, which would have been a nightmare from hell. The fact that the Greens can be kept out might... But Sinn Féin are still a disaster. I mean, Venezuela. Go to Venezuela if you like Sinn Féin, you know? Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm looking here at some of the news coming in. Uh, Michal Martin has said he opens the door to a coalition with Sinn Féin. Yep, yeah. that doesn't surprise me at all. No, no, he has no option. What, what else is he going to do? Yeah, well, I, well, he doesn't have. You're right; he doesn't have an option. But so, but you're deeply disappointed. And where, where do you see the future of the country then? In say five years' time. So, why, well, where do I see the country in five years' time? Yeah, bankrupt. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Pat, you're on classic hits. How are you doing, Pat? How are you, Niall? How's it uh, going? Obviously, Joseph believes the Sinn Fein. Well, some people believe that. By the way, with the promises they've made, they'll bankrupt the country. Well, mind well, you, they, might, they won't get the opportunity. They're going to be in coalition, so they might not get the opportunity to do that. But well, number one, number one. Um, uh, Colin McCarthy, the well-known economist, well-respected economist, uh, before the when the election was called, he was speaking, and he said that he was in the bowels of the, the Department of Finance, and the money that these guys, including Sinn Féin, including Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, was talking about the promises they were willing to make to the electorate. The money's just simply not there. No, it's not there. No. It's not there. And, and anyone who thinks it is, that they're going to imagine, that have these magic beans that's going to suddenly appear into a crack of gold for everybody. It's not going to happen. And what's more important, what's more, what's, all, that ha- all that's happened here is that Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, to a maybe lesser extent, has been given a bloody nose. And it just so happened that Sinn Féin was there to capitalise on, on what happened. It's as simple as that. And what's going to happen as well is here is that Michal Martin is already, he wants to marry Mary Lou. He, for, he, it just, he just wants to get in. He just wants to be teacher, and he just wants. So he 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 already has the decision made. He'll do anything right now, Fianna Fáil. Oh, he will. Yeah, get him to go. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who who it was. He and, will and just. He well. He wants to be Taoiseach. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, just very, very, very quickly, because I'm running out of time. Yes, sorry, Josh, yeah. I just want to say something to Pat. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, I can tell you this much, because I was talking to someone who knows, has a finger to the wind. The business, the real business community, were terrified of Sinn Féin getting them. Well, well, I, well, I would imagine the multinationals particularly would be terrified of Sinn Féin getting into government because they have already said they would increase corporation tax, which is going to be devastating, I believe, to foreign investment in this country. But however, uh, Pat, the thing about it is, you're, you're right, uh, the, the, the general public wanted to give Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, as you put it, a bloody nose. Sinn Féin just happened to be around. But this, if it doesn't work out, and I wish them well, could be very damaging for the economy of Ireland if, Fianna, if Sinn Féin get to do what they actually want to do. The danger here is you're going to have two factions. You're going to have the people who really, really wanted to have, who always voted for Sinn Féin. And the housing policy, to be very careful here, because you're going to have situations where people will just say, for lack of a better way, aren't exactly great contributors to the economy, right? Yes. Who are going to be, you know, a net recipient for other people who are contributing an awful lot more. So in other words, what you're essentially saying is this socialist idea where they get their influence from Venezuela and Cuba, we know that, is basically going to give to people who are never going to contribute. Yeah, which is not really a good idea. No, no. All all it'll do is increase the sense of entitlement. Um, Malachi, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Malachi? Good afternoon, Malachi. You're not the biggest fan of Sinn Féin in the world, I'm well aware of that. Well, yes, but I mean, we have to respect, you know, the decision that people have made. And that seems to be something that the establishment class... It's a, it's a class, landslide. Well, I mean, the establishment class in this country, whether it be RTE and, you know, the, the, the two former big political parties, just seem incapable of accepting that the people have decided other than what they've been told to decide. And I think, you know, when we come out of this um, uh, process, I think that the role of RTE particularly has to be questioned. And all of the things that they threw at... at Sinn Féin leaders, and particularly in the final week of the campaign when they've seen the opinion polls, in an attempt to turn the opinion polls back, you know, has been nothing short of disgraceful. And well, the, the no, people, no, no, hang on. If you're talking about the final debate, you know, okay, I mean... No, I'm, I'm talking about, for instance, um, the wheeling out of the Quinn issue. And it's been shown by the people... But you don't, believe that was a, you don't believe that was an issue? Well, it doesn't matter whether I think it was an issue. You don't believe an apology was needed for that family? Hold on. Hundreds of thousands of people in this country decided that it wasn't an issue. Well, it certainly was an issue. It. but and, and also, and, and Maliki, hang on. You're the very one who raised the issue in relation to Sinn Féin of the Special Criminal Court. That was an issue that was raised, for example, by RTE, which was a kind of slur against Sinn Féin. I mean, you brought that up as an issue too. You believe well, I that didn't was bring a it up, I didn't have a problem with their position on it. What I pointed out was that Amnesty International, um, the Irish Council for Civil Liberties... And, other, and the Green Party, for instance, all want the abolition of the Special Criminal Court. I think that when the question was posed, I think the answer could have been better. Um, and, and my answer to it would have been that while people support, uh, it, in general, the long historical practice of, of trial by jury, uh, yeah, but, but, trial by your peers. Yeah, but, but, but you have to remember, here is a minister who has made an accusation against an innocent man with no evidence. And I know the Stephen Nolan show, for example, I was listening to it this morning, were castigated for making it a two or three day issue against Sinn Féin and basically accused of trying to poison Sinn Féin. It was a serious issue. Of you have, you have a minister issue. makes an accusation against an innocent man. Bertie Ahern made the very same claim but, yeah, in the but, but he on. But he stood up the following day and apologised. He said, 
that he got the information from the security service. Yeah, and he apologised the following right. day. But he's here we are, here we are, many, many years later, and we still haven't had a public apology. Uh, yes, okay. he went to their house. It's easy to go to somebody's house and sit down around the kitchen table and say, I'm sorry. You see, you're, you're, you're rerunning the election now. People, the people have made their decision. And no, no, I'm just, no, I'm not right? rerunning no. the election. I'm just saying you said it wasn't, it shouldn't have been the issue that RT made it out to be. Of course it, it well, should have been. The people have said that it's not an issue because they went out and they voted. The top five vote-getters for, for Sinn Féin took 130,000 first preferences between them. That is some vote to get. Never be, you know, this is tr- truly historical. And it's not a matter whether I agree or disagree with them on, on different aspects. But we have fundamentally changed now. And we have, you know, Michal Martin and that. If Michal Martin wants to ever be Taoiseach, he has to go into government with Sinn Féin. Well, he's already said he would. So yes, that's... he will. And, I mean, I, I would predict that the next government, looking on the figures now, is likely to be Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin and the Greens with a rotating Taoiseach. And when you say, I know I've heard this mentioned already, a rotating Taoiseach, people don't understand this. In other words, that they would make an agreement that Michal will be Taoiseach for two years and Mary Lou will do two oh, years. Oh, whatever, whatever time. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think that's... I, but do you, you think, do, do you think Mary would be happy with that, considering she actually got elected and, uh, and Michal barely scraped his way in there? Well, I mean, if you look at the total polls for, the, for all of the parties, Sinn Féin took the, the, the biggest percentage of votes. Now, that well, then, well, then realistically, should Mary Lou, Mary Lou not get first shot of the title, so? Well, it, I, I don't care who gets it. You know, because um, no, it does, make, it does make a difference. That, that, um, certainly, if, if there was to be some kind of a, a government formed without Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, then it's, she would be T-shirt. Okay, okay well, well, hang on for a second. Let me just look, listen to one or two WhatsApp messages that come in here as well. Stay there, Maliki. Hey, you know, morning to you. Good afternoon. Listening to the debate, very interesting. Yeah, uh, a major surprise to see Sinn Féin leading the polls. I hope Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. Uh, do the right thing and go to the people again and call another election. And then Sinn Féin can run a hundred candidates and we'll get them in and they can change this country for the better. Any any government from ex-Fina Fáil or Fina Gael that runs a country financially into the ground and burdens their future generations with 200 billion in debt and then comes along and says, Do you know who will cure it? We'll put our hand into your pockets and take £500 a year off you because you own a bleeding house. They're disgraceful. And inheritance tax, people working hard all their life and then they come and say, we want some of that on tax money. Shower the feckers, the whole lot of them. Come on, bring on the second election and we'll give you a double on the answer. Cheers, Morris. Well, I don't think Morris' second election is probably going to happen, by the way. But just mentioned in relation to what Maliki said a few minutes ago there, Paddy Power now giving odds on a Finn Fáil, Sinn Féin Green government, uh, which uh, looks more and more likely. Noel, snap out, will you? shouting Chucky R.L.R. at the end of a speech. Chucky R.L.R. just means our day will come. That's all. Our day will come. Come on now. And singing, come out your black and pants, maybe it was wrong, but at the end of the day, it was in protest or basically saying, hope yours to Charlie Flanagan who wanted to commemorate the black and pants. That's all that was. So we'll just stop now, will you? I just don't think it was appropriate. You know, Chucky R.L.R., you might as well just say up the rod at the end of it. You know what I mean? I mean, it does, it is reminiscent of days that maybe we don't want to talk about or days we don't want to remember. How are you, Noel? Well, let me tell you something. Are people absolute lunatics in this country to think that Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin would go into power together? It's never going to happen. Do you think Merlino MacDonald is going to bend over backwards and be told what to do with Hall Martin and vice versa? Their views and opinions are too far apart for it to happen. 
way too far apart for it to happen. And for all your listeners, dear, especially the lad from Cork, uh, giving it a big one about the, the Sinn Féin and the links to the IRA and everything like that, that is the past, and the past is the past. And let me remind you, it was true Republicans in this country that won you your freedom from the Brits. So have a bit of respect for true Republicans in this country. There you go, Maliki. Have a little bit of respect for the true Republicans in this country. Well, I mean, if we don't want to be getting into that debate today, you know, that will take some time about who are the true Republicans. But I think what it does do, it brings into, and this is probably a debate for another day, the whole question of, because the further that, that Sinn Féin has moved from Republicans, um, the bigger the vote is gone, you know, and, and that's the reality. Okay, well, 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 stay there just for a second. Let me just go to James as well, because before wrapping up, James, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, James? I know how things... Good, you're, uh, not, you're, you're not happy today, no? No, it wouldn't be. Your, your phone is breaking up there, James. Move your head, run into the kitchen, turn up there. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go on. Uh, no, I understand the people voted for Out of frustration, it was a protest vote. It was a protest vote out of frustration. Well, I, I can just about make out what you're saying. Um, Okay, I'm going to I'm going to have to come back to you, James. Unfortunately, your phone is just all over the place. Unfortunately, we can't hear it. And I just see Niall there the the latest count from Dublin Central. There, Bork is still in. Um, the, the Fitzpatrick's votes will be distributed now, and there's a gap between him and Gannon of 481. Um, now, I think I can't remember what vote Fitzpatrick has at this stage. It must be around two and a half thousand, three thousand. Um, now, whatever way that splits, we'll decide. That's see. All right, okay, okay. I but, think it but, might but, well, hang on, let me, let me just go back to James. I think his phone is, is better, better now. Sorry, James, go ahead. Apologies for that, Niall. Um, no, I, I, I can understand why people voted for, for Sinn Féin. It's understandable as a protest vote, but what, what the, the, the electors don't understand is that Sinn Féin are the same as the other two parties in so many ways that I don't think they're going to be, they don't have the tools to solve this housing crisis. And that's what this protest vote was about. Now, well, it was. Well, it's not too, well, healthcare was the number one issue, according to the voters on exit. Uh, housing was the second issue. So those are the main two issues. Well, what I'm saying, housing is, a, is directly linked to immigration. And this isn't an anti-immigrant thing. I don't... Well, immigra- know well I, 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 no, I'm not going to disagree with you, right? But I'm saying immigration was very low on the people's priorities. I wasn't allowed to talk about it. I, well, I, I, well I, no, I, and though they asked people on the way out in the exit polls what they voted for and why they voted for it. And immigration, surprisingly enough, just came up at 1%. But, but no, what I'll say to you there is people have not made that, that connection with immigration and housing. Now, if you imagine that every year in Ireland, we have 30,000 people coming in here. Every, the, the central bank issued a statement, an official statement, saying to keep up with that demand, we need to build 34,000 houses a year. There's absolutely no government in this country that can match that demand. Absolutely none. It's impossible. At the moment, what, we've built 15,000 this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think Sinn Féin, having never governed before, are going to get in and double that in their first well, year. Well, they well, they promised to do that. Yeah, but they... they, they, they it's, it's unrealistic, I know, I understand. And, and what I'm saying is they're not willing to tackle any immigration issue, so they're, ne- they're now going to be in the same Well, they're situation. essentially an open borders party. Well, no, in, in fact, their election manifesto this year, for the first time since 1998, actually has that they support controlled immigration. Controlled immigration. For, for well. the first time. That's the first time since 98, because they were a full open borders party, which is why we're in the mess today, which nobody gets to talk about. No, and only fringe parties would bring it up, but they don't even get a voice on, on media. The only, and the people that did... 
But the, well, the, prob- well, the problem with some of the fringe parties, and I'm, I'm not having a pop, there were some good people in them, right? Uh, we had the Irish Freedom Party, you had the National Party. and you know, But, you know, there was one or two head cases in there as well who, well, you know, who just went completely over the top. And that did them all the damage that was done to them. You can say that about every party. No, no, but what I'm saying, well, these are smaller parties, Maliki. So if you have one or two head cases, they're going to stand out. I'm not going to start mentioning names, and please don't on the air, right? But, you know, there, there were some good people in there who had but, some good ideas. But, you know, and, and absolutely everybody, well, I believe everybody should be in, in favour of controlling our borders. But you had Egypt in there who were coming out with the most racist nonsense I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I, I understand that, and that inflamed things. But also, we can't have even a civil debate without being called racist or bigot. Well, or, I, I always you know, allowed civil debate. You you know, know, you're the only station that does You're the only one, which is the way I listen to you. But there, there is, to go to a whole um, um, election and not actually have this brought up, and when Verona Murphy brings up, and she might get in now. Yeah, she, did well. Murphy, she did well, yeah. When Verona Murphy brought this up and said, "We, this is a security issue. We have 16 people in the truck. Now they've disappeared into Ireland. Nobody knows who they are. She was called a racist. And she was shafted, yeah. And, and the whole media went after, how can you solve these problems when you can't tackle them head on and directly? So what I'm saying is the people today that think there's a new dawn with Sinn Féin in, Sinn Féin are the same. They practice the same. Um, well, I mean, in relation to what you just said, obviously Verona's doing quite well. She may get in. Noel Grealish, of course, was elected, um, and he was accused of the same thing as well. Uh, just to mention, by the way, just some updates there. Gino Kenny has been elected in Dublin Med- Midwest, and Claire uh, Karen uh, has been elected in Roscommon, uh, Galway. And uh, just to, uh, yeah, did I mention Emer Higgins? It's the first Eimer time Higgins. there has been no um, Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael in Waterford, Galway, Roscommon. Oh, Waterford, there's no sitting TD in, in Waterford uh, as well there. And I know there was uh, suggestions there, by the way, from one of, the, one of the, I think it was one of the elected down there, that, that uh, Leo Varadkar should step down as leader of uh, Fine Gael. He's uh, gone in six months anyway. Yeah, well, Fine Gael, Emer Higgins has also been elected in Dublin Midwest too. So just to give you an update. But it's interesting that the people who haven't retained their seats, the most vocal and vicious proponents of abortion, the female ones particularly, are all gone. Well, well, well I, I know that was mentioned last night by the journal.ie. I don't know why it's relevant. And um, that, well, when I say there's a lot of women have lost their seats. Yes, and I see somebody um, was, was tweeting there that a lot of people were voting all the way down just for women. That starts. And this, I mean, this is where their gender quotas nonsense comes in. They're not running the best candidates, they're running people just to fit. Well, an image. Well, it, well there's spoke. actually, I mean, th- this time around, there's more men now uh, than there was before, and less women now have been elected in this particular. 50-50. Well, I mean, it's gone down now because they've lost women and they haven't been replaced. There are some good new women that have come in with Sinn Féin, but in saying that, um, there's less women now this time around. Yes, isn't it terrible that the people have the vote? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, on that note, we're going to have to wrap it up. Thank you very much indeed, and thank you, James. I, James, thank I absolutely you. take your point on board, uh, and we, maybe we should discuss that uh, in a different way, maybe later on tonight after 9 o'clock, all right? Uh, lots and lots of people are texting in. Um, by the way, not that I'm cutting you short in relation to what you're saying, because I absolutely agree with you. Uh, if we continue down the road we have on immigration at the moment, we are going to continue to have a problem with housing, and that does have to be addressed. And I don't know why, it, well, we all know why it wasn't spoken about before the election, because everybody was told not to talk about it. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.